Introducing the Aging Room Quattro Nicaragua JR 50th. One of the highest rated cigars in the industry is now available in a special rounded torpedo size. Celebrate our 50th anniversary in style with this iconic limited edition smoke, only available at JRCigars.com. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. And there we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, back, Smoke Night Live on a Friday. It is Friday, isn't it, Jordan? I think so. Because we haven't done a Friday show in a while because of, uh, of the new year. We're nimble. And we the, do Wednesday and, shows sometimes. And also, also Christmas Eve, so it's been a while. But um, this is the first show, Jordan. This is episode 317. It's a good number. The first show of the new year. Year as far as Smoke Night Live is concerned, it's the first show of the rest of our lives. It is, if you think about it, when you get right down to it, it's the first show of the rest of our lives. But man, I'm smoking. Oh, I'm smoking ah. one of my favorite cigars. Oof, the Coil, Alec Bradley Coil, and this thing. Ju- I just opened this box, Jordan. Is it Petite Lancero? Yes, I just opened this box, brand new, brand new box. If if you don't know about Alec Bradley and you're not sure where to start in the mm. portfolio because they have a lot of cigars and a lot of awesome stuff. But if you're not sure where to go, start right here. This particular cigar in this particular size is so amazingly good. So we're gonna be talking we're gonna be talking all kinds of Alec Bradley stuff tonight. We'll bring our guests on shortly, but Finally, Jordan, it snowed in Colorado. Yeah, we gotta get that. You know, we gotta get that out of the way. We finally had some snow, and it, it snowed. We've had two significant snowfalls. Well, it was like five degrees last night. It was. It was very cold, and so like, and I'm I'm back to shoveling now, which I don't like. But I have a question to you, Jordan and Matt. Matt and studio audience, how you doing? There's no Scott tonight because he's no in Scott. Estes Park. How you doing, Matt? I'm good. How are you guys doing? All right, Matt. Matt likes shoveling. Matt so I love shoveling. Matt and Jordan, I have a question for you guys. So you're you're shoveling, right? You do your driveway. You're shoveling. You you start to do you you shovel your sidewalk, and then you feel like you know what? Like this is so easy. I'm going to do a little bit of my neighbor's. I'm going to do a little bit of my <laughs> yeah. neighbor's. You know, sidewalk because you just keep going, right? Mm-hmm. You're but in the but then then you get into this weird sort of dichotomy of when you should stop. You know, well, how far do I go? Because, like, if you do, like, half of their, you know, or if you if you just shovel right up to their property line, it's it's sort of, like, signifies I don't really like you that much. Like, I don't like you no. enough to shovel any further than this. So how far, well, well, that's what is what, the appropriate? That's what I was going to say. It depends on how much you like your neighbor. Mm. Is My neighbor th- on one side, I'll go to their driveway. Stop. Neighbor on the other side, I'll go to the end of the street. So I'll you're say. saying... You're saying you should just do a little to signif- signify that, you know. You're a good neighbor. You're a good neighbor. Yeah. But I kind of feel like every time I stop, I feel like I'm being judged by them. You know, like, that's oh. That's he's going to do, huh? That's it? He's only going to go to there. <laughs> all right. All right. I think it depends. No more Christmas cookies for that guy. You know, every house usually has 
They have the short lawn on one side of the driveway, and they have the long lawn right. on the other side of the driveway. If you are, if you butt up against the short lawn, you do the whole thing. Boom. If you butt up against the long lawn, <laughs> then you don't even do any at all. <laughs> wow. You 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 know what? You know what's crazy about this? Jordan had zero time to think. I didn't even tell him. I because I've been thinking about this too. I did not tell Jordan I was going to talk about this, and he already has this weird. Like yeah, you gotta have like you intricate. have to have a structure for everything. Uh, Jordan, I am. I'm gonna guess, Matt. I'm gonna guess. Gotta be reasoning behind that. The things Jordan that you do. probably thinks about this at night when he's oh, yeah. going to bed. Like how far I should. Yeah. Now, if you him. have a snowblower uh, and you're the only guy like on the block that has a snowblower, it's kind of your responsibility. You just do until the end of the whole thing, unless you know the end of your block is down the entire <laughs> neighborhood. But you know, if you got like two or three houses next to you, do the whole thing. Now, but Jordan, you had a snowblower. I had one. And what did you do? And it, it, it was destroyed in a freak gasoline fight <laughs> incident no. last no last winter you snowblowed well, over an umbrella towel, you snowblowed yes, over over an umbrella it snowed this was a big old honking snow this is three foot deep snow and <coughs> how am i supposed to know what the kids and people have done before that snow happened people being sarah and my <laughs> wife yeah and so <laughs> there was i was just snow blowing along and there was an umbrella and just Ate that thing up, and that was the end of that snowblower. Well, I, I, I still, I'm, I'm to the age now. I think I need to get like a good snowblower. And a snowblower, I think it's, it's. Matt, tell me what you think. A snowblower is sort of like one of those things where you, you almost can't scrimp on it if you're going to get no, it. Then yeah. I did. That's my problem. I scrimped right. on the snowblower. You got to spend at least three fifty on a snowblower. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Like it's got to. You got to get like gas. It's got to be gas. You know the gas I got, kind. I was like, you know what? I don't have that. I'm not able to do that. So. Amazon had one that was electric for like a hundred bucks, and it's terrible. You had, you had to plug it in, so that was hard enough as it is. You know, trying to like it's like vacuuming. You know, you have to watch the cord, but ten times worse because you're eating it up with a some serious power equipment. Uh, yeah, but Jordan, just think what would have happened to that umbrella had you like gone over it with a gas one. You would have turned it into. Yeah, it's gone right through it. Yeah, that's, that's fine. You'd have just turned it into like little <laughs> bits and pieces. Yeah, you still have that's a snowblower. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> snowblower would yeah. still work. <laughs> Now, yeah, now you don't have the umbrella or the snowblower. <laughs> At least then you still have the snowblower. <laughs> um, oh, so in Dojo Studios, guys, in Dojo Studios, it's been a crazy, crazy couple weeks because not only are we starting our 10th year, this is our 10-year anniversary, beginning our 10-year anniversary. We'll talk a little, oh! We're going to talk a lot more about that at the end of the show. But this is also the time of year, Jordan, where we start doing the Cigar of the Year list. We start doing a lot of things. And can you believe the... I just wish somehow we, sh we should film some of these sessions where we have everybody kind of going over everything and there's like arm wrestling. There's, you know, oh, this maybe this one should be number six. Man, no, why? Huh? Scott punched me. Yeah, yeah. Scott gets feisty. This yeah. is his first, it's his first year. You know, yeah. he doesn't know how it goes. But we have a a, a panel of nine. It's our mo I think it's our biggest panel. We've ever our done. biggest panel, and we. So you know the results are going to be the best. I feel like it's a really, really a good, year. good year. And would you have said that in July? Would you have thought mm -hmm. in July that this year would have been no, as good? No, but you never do. You know. Yeah. It, that most of the releases come out. September, October, sometimes November. Now, one thing that we do that comes under fire from some of the rest of the media is we only allow cigars that came out in 2020. One. Tw 2021. <laughs> <laughs> 
2021. Because it's the cigar of the year I list. think that's the most important thing you can possibly do on a year-end list. Yeah, and I'm not, not to take away from anybody else. They can do their list however they want to do. Of course. I'm, I totally support that. It's a free country for crying out loud. But at least, Jordan, we're going to be the... Will be the shining light, the one, the one review site that limits it to the year that we're awarding, 2021. That's super important. And because of that, like towards the end of the year, you know, you're 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 struggling to like figure out, and well, and that's what makes it kind of fun, I think. You gotta draw. Actually, some of the some of the lists don't draw the line anywhere. But if you're gonna draw the line, there's a very clear spot to draw it. That's. That's the year of the list. <laughs> the year of the list. <laughs> now, now uh, we've made the analogy that it, it's like the Academy Awards. You don't, you don't award a movie from another year. And Coop, like he's, he, you know, I love Coop. He's he's my best friend. Like me and Coop, we're traveling buddies. But he says that's not good because because movies don't age and cigars age. How would you respond to that, Jordan? Uh, I'd say movies do age. Yeah. Yeah. Like how so? You know, depending on the uh, the social and political climate of the day, there's there can, that movie can become more relevant or less relevant. Mm-hmm. Well, and and some hold up, some don't. And not only that, but I mean, the bottom line is, we're just trying to let people know, hey, in this year, these are these are the best cigars that came out. So, there you go, right? I mean, who knows? Like. Uh, what could happen in two, three years? A great cigar could falter, or like so. Any other line seems arbitrary, like you were saying, Jordan, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, not to mention there's not too much. You know, in today, the in cigar market, there, unless you're smoking Cubans, which we don't even we don't include anyways. There, all the aging is already done anyways. The only thing that's going to change when you get the cigar is acclimation, and that takes two weeks tops. Two, two, three weeks. Right. So three weeks tops. So tell folks. And you can do that before your list comes out. There's no, there's nothing to hold you back from that. Tell, tell folks how next week uh, is going to go down, starting on Monday. How do we, how we break so this? How are we announce this? We're doing this? it. Uh, Monday will be 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4 on Thursday, 3, 2, 1 on Friday during the show, and the, uh, all the other awards. So that's top five limited editions, and then that's uh, the extra exceptional awards which is like person of the year brand of the year uh under the radar cigar of the year luxury cigar of the year and affordable cigar of the year now there's a rumor going around that i am person of the year is that would that be is that acceptable (laughs) we don't yeah we don't include our own uh collaboration no we don't so psychedelic turtle one of my favorite cigars of 2021 will not be in there because it's our own cigar which is a shame because that cigar is it's a, it is incredible. All right, enough of that. I think we're going to get on to our guests tonight. Oh, that uh, didn't play. Any audio? <laughs> I didn't. Um, I'm trying it again. Uh, see, phenomenal. No, no audio on that. No audio. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Anyways, there was Juan. He was saying phenomenal, in case you didn't know. But uh, all right, let's, go, let's bring our guests on. Uh, two of the guys that you know, we've been hanging around for years, um, two younger guys in the industry, uh, they're relatable to Jordan and I because they work with their dad, just like Jordan is my son. Uh, so their family is, is a lot like like our family. And these guys have come such a long way, Jordan, in such a short amount of time. I when mean, we first met these guys, they couldn't even smoke cigars. <laughs> they were That's so young. Too young. Yeah. Anyways, let's bring them onto the show. Um, 
Alec Rubin, Bradley Rubin. Welcome back to Smoke Night Live, my friends. How are you guys tonight? Doing great. Thanks for having us. And thanks for introducing me first the way it should be. That's Well, you're the older one, you know, so mm -hmm. hey. Well, I'm doing wonderful, and uh, thank you guys for having us again. And congratulations on 10 years, Jordan, Eric. Uh, you guys you guys deserve it on, on being 10 years older than you guys were when you first started. <laughs> now, imagine you guys... You, you guys are probably thinking to yourselves now, hey, man, we're just getting started in the industry. We're doing stuff. We've gotten some accolades already. Uh, Gatekeeper, Kintsugi, all this sort of stuff. It won't be that long, and you, it, it's going to be surprisingly short when all of a sudden it's been 10 years for Alec and Bradley. Um, think about that, boys. Like, uh, it's already, what, been like, what, three, four years for you guys? Four years about, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're you know we're we're getting there. I think it's three years for Alec and Bradley technically as our own brands, but four years for me total working here, and I think seven or eight for Alec total here. So he's Alec's kind of getting up there in age. <laughs> I'm, cre I'm, cre I'm creeping up. Hold on, my glass is perfect for this too. Hold on. All okay. right, well, what are you drinking in there, Alec? Um, I am drinking some Bardstown Discovery Batch. Now that that's the one that's uh, aged in certain <laughs> barrels or something. Uh, what's oh, you both have that Some, one. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, nice. Sponsorship, huh? nice. I'm drinking. No sponsorship. Matt, what am I drinking? What's that I got? What is that? Hold on a second. Hold on, I want to show you guys this one. This is uh, a surprise. Over. Here it is. This is was hey, a, this was a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw that, right? Um, this is their single barrel one, and I was really not expecting much from this. Like a store pick? It's a store pick. Super good. Um, very surprising. Did you do Hancock store pick? I have no clue. Yeah, it's a Buff Trace product, but uh, very good. Anyways, I mean, um, super psyched to have you guys on tonight. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys are smoking anything. You're in the office. Maybe you can't smoke tonight. Oh, what do you got there, Bradley? I'll join you. Oh, uh, you got, got that. Yeah, look at that. See? Yeah. I got the uh, the end of a Kintsugi that I was smoking earlier today. All right, per that's perfect because it's going to lead into our first thing. But before we get there, how was your guys' New Year and Christmas and all that? What'd you guys did you do? You, do you do any you family do any family trips? Did you guys like get like a Nintendo sixty four yes. and you guys sat around and, and played each other? I wish. <laughs> did you guys I, ever I, get a Nintendo sixty four for Christmas? Did that happen? Uh, well, we don't we don't get Christmas because we're Jewish. Oh, but, uh, I'm sorry. So it's, it's, you know, it's not the same for oh, us, but we've on. gotten some great gifts. We had Nintendo 64. Actually, Alec got me a Nintendo 64. I think it was like a year or two ago for, <laughs> for our holiday, Hanukkah is what we call it. Nice. Uh, the Festival of Lights uh, for, for others that don't know. Uh, and also, I do have, a, him? I have a Nintendo Switch I've been playing somewhat recently again. Nice. Alec, you know what, you know what your dad should have done? For, for Hanukkah this year, each day he should have given you, like, started with Super Nintendo, then uh, uh, GameCube the next day. Maybe then, Game Boy. Maybe yeah. Some Sega Genesis. There. All right. That would be an epic. Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Epic Hanukkah. <laughs> Real fancy. That would be awesome. Now, uh, how about New Year's? What did you guys do? Anything cool? I mean, bro, it was kind of a COVID Christmas, COVID New Year's, you know? Kind of kind of chill. Kind of At chill. least for me. I don't know about Bradley. No, I, I stayed in as well. He uh, trimmed his mustache. Lived, someone that I, I live with uh, had, had COVID, so we stayed in, and uh, that was our crazy New Year's. Mm. Well, uh, as far as we, we went, we had some sushi, as we normally do, Jordan, which okay. is great. 
Uh, speaking of Kintsugi, let's get right into this, boys. Um, some of the lists are coming out early, uh, Cigar of the Year lists, and Kintsugi is killing it. Let's talk a little bit about that, boys. Um, it's been a great year so far for the old Kintsugi. Well, I mean, you guys really let it off last year. That's right. Right? Yeah. It was in Remember our top ten. On Dojo. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy. Uh, I think because of how I, uh, early or, or late, whatever you want to say, uh, Kintsugi came out of in, in November or December of last year, I thought everyone was going to forget about this cigar. Uh, a lot of people think about what they've recently smoked, and I was like, no way people are going to remember Kintsugi. But we're, we're making lists, and it's been pretty cool that people remember Kintsugi a year ago and we're still put uh, on people's lists. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I can remember hanging out with you guys uh, in your office uh, when you first uh, sort of sprung this idea. I think you were there too, Jordan. Uh, they sort of sprung the uh, Kintsugi idea. So it, se- it seems like such a long time ago. It wasn't, but it seemed, yeah. and I guess because of COVID and all that, it seems like forever ago, but it was really only a couple of years ago. But when, when you guys first got into the, into the business, and I know I, I, I have the same sort of feeling, like when we very, very first did our, our first release, which was the Dogma, right, like way back in the day, 2013 or whatever, you're, you're wondering, like, is anybody going to like this? Like, you don't really know. And then when, when people do like it, it's such a great feeling. Like, talk a, a little bit about, like, before it, you guys sort of became your own brand, before Gatekeeper and all that. Did you think in your mind, like, okay, like, my dad has done so much in the industry, uh, one of the biggest, most well-known brands of cigars, premium cigars that there is, but how are people going to respond to us? Maybe maybe they just won't even care. Did you have any of those sort of insecurities, like, back in the day? Uh, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I was the one that, that came to Alec about coming out with our, our first cigar and coming out with Alec and Bradley and, and Blind Faith. <clears throat> and the thing that I'm worried about the most is, are people going to like the cigar that we came out with, uh, which is why we, we dubbed it Blind Faith, uh, because everyone had to have blind faith in us. Um, so that's the thing that I'm most nervous about, not is the cigar successful or this or that, or it's it's just about do people like the cigar? Do they like the brand? Do they do they like us? Like, it's it's important, and um, I think that's what made me most nervous about approaching Alec and and my father about this idea was, are people gonna like the cigar? And at least when it comes to blind faith, you know we we've had our criticisms on the cigars. Um, it's not it's not doing as well as as Gatekeeper did for us or as Kintsugi is doing now, but we've had people tell us that they love it, and we've also had people tell us that they hate it, which that's gonna happen with every cigar that we make. So. You, you can't take that criticism too heavily because you're, you'll drive yourself nuts. And uh, that's what I was definitely doing at the beginning of, of Blind Faith and our, our first releases was driving myself crazy. Now, Bradley, I would, I would argue to you, and you probably already know this, but I almost think that that's better in a way that your, your first one wasn't some sort of smash hit and then you always have to live up to that. Yeah, like people kind of thought of you as like a one-hit wonder kind of a thing. Um, you guys have been able to um, progress with each uh, release, and it's sort of building momentum. That might be a better trajectory than you know some sort of huge splash right at the beginning and then struggling to live up to it every time, you know? 
Yeah, it's like starting off your rookie season, you know, being the best of the best, and then everyone's just waiting for that sophomore slump to come, you know, come the next year. So, you know, I'll, I'll take it. You know, obviously we all want to be successful every single year, but you are right, way better, way, way, way better scenario to, you know, kind of have it be rough and, and get better from there, which is has been what's happened. Now, when you guys are uh, you're blending and you're and you're coming up with this stuff. Like, what are the, your two roles? Like, we've talked about this on the show before, but maybe other folks didn't hear those, those, those previous shows. How, how do the two of you sort of work together? What are your sort of roles within the Alec and Bradley brand? So I'll, I'll take this one. Um, on Blind Faith, it was more of us trying to figure that out, I guess. And we both were trying to do everything, being in every artwork meeting, handling every aspect of the blending, um, trying to figure out pricing, this, that, you know, all of it. And I would say for the year that we worked on Blind Faith, Bradley and I had never argued more in our lives. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's true. It's true. So with Gatekeeper and Kintsugi, it made it a little bit easier when we figured out, you know, Bradley enjoys really coming up with the concepts and focusing on the artwork that's more important to him. So he'll lead up all of the creative meetings and I'll sit out of some of them. He'll tell me when to come into them. And I really enjoy being down at the factories and doing a lot of the blending. Not that Bradley doesn't just, I prefer to be down there more, probably more often than he does. And, but we both have to agree on the blend completely. We both help make adjustments. I just might, you know, make the initial blend and then we work on it together from there. So now, Bradley, um, I would assume you know you're you're in the you're kind of in the same realm that I am. I like the creative, the creative part of that. Has that uh, has that been uh, was that something that you always kind of wanted to do, or is it just something that you realized sort of later in life that you were good at this you know branding and marketing kind of thing? Uh, I think it was a little bit later in life. Um, I didn't really know exactly what I was going to be doing when I started Alec Bradley. Um, you know, obviously I, I had a place here, but I kind of had to find my place. And through just like sitting in on meetings and and you know seeing my father work on brands with our with our designer and seeing him kind of like what he was looking at, why things do work and what doesn't work, like I became so interested in it. So one of the first brands that I ever got thrown on my plate was the. Alec Bradley, the longest name ever, Black Market, Filthy Hooligan, Shamrock, the, <laughs> the, the triple, the triple wrap Filthy Hooligan that, that we, that we do. Um, it was the first year that we were going to do it and they're like, okay, we have this great blend. Um, Bradley, you have about a month or two months to figure out what this is going to look like. And I had never worked on a brand at all. I just kind of had sat in meetings and I was like, okay, like, I guess it's time to go. And I was started doing research and I'm looking at, you know, just, you know, shamrocks and this and that, and like, what is going to work here? And like, you know, already what is filthy hooligan look like? How can it evolve? And, uh, he gave me a little bit of help on, on the end, like the final color of the box, but I got to come up with the Vista and the bands and the overall look. And that was the first thing I ever got to work on. And there was a lot of pressure that was involved in it, but I felt that this was, a perfect spot for me um, because it's so much fun to create the whole look because yeah we all you know we all sell the same product we all sell cigars and there's so many great great cigars out there 
but what's going to make you pick up that cigar over someone else's cigar? Which is what I, which is what I loved about this this role, is that I get to put something out there that hopefully someone sees and they say, oh man, that looks that looks really cool. I want to try that one, and then hopefully the cigar delivers. So um, it, it, it was a, it took a little bit, but it, it felt like a very natural role for me personally. Now, Alec, I can remember meeting you way back at one of, I think it was the first Great Smoke. I, yeah, it was the Great Smoke I ever went to. It had to have been 2013. 2013 maybe-ish. And, like, it was, we were, like, towards the uh, area where you enter. And um, you came up to me and you were like, hey, I love I love the dojo. I love what you guys are doing. Da-da-da-da. But talk about now, since you're into the sort of the blending aspect of this, what was the first project that, you got to work on as far as coming up with with blends before maybe even Alec and Bradley. So when I started working in like for the company, there was always blends floating around the office. And generally what would happen is my dad and Ralph or one of them and not the other necessarily would go down and do a lot of the blending, but they would come back with, I mean, back then it was crazy, like 20, 30, 40 blends sometimes, something ridiculous. And so, like, there would be bags of cigars thrown around the office whenever that would happen, and we'd all kind of go through them and pick out our favorites. And I think the first one that I ever said, like, this is the one, you guys are sleeping on this cigar, you have to smoke this thing again, was um, Coyol. Really? the first one. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, they all discounted it, and... Oh, my God. Um... I, I fell in love with that cigar the second I smoked it, put it aside like as my number one. They all passed like right by it, kind of went on to other stuff. And I was like, no, come back, come back, come back, come back. And they all smoked it again. Fell in love with it the way I did. And that's the first cigar I kind of, I'm not going to say I picked it because we all agreed on it. But I thought for that cigar to be that blend. Bro, oh, this, wow. this cigar is it's a masterpiece man it really is it is it is i didn't blend it i didn't blend it but i did pick it but you picked it it is so it is so it's everything that i like in a cigar like it just has all of the aspects like just a ton of flavor i'm a big flavor forward guy you know like i don't care so much strength wise but man that's just and you guys don't do too many lanceros right like you just thought this one just did really well in this size or what made you actually release in more of a connoisseur size in this one? Sometimes you just have a feeling that something's going to work well in a size and just go for it. Um, like there's been times I've worked on Blind Faith um, in a lawn sale or a Lancero, and it just never worked. No matter what adjustments I made, it just it just wasn't happening, and you just can't force it to work sometimes. And that cigar just screams, you know, fatigue right there. Now, uh, boys, uh, one of the one of the hottest uh, re-releases that everybody wanted to get their hands on this year um, was the trilogy, uh, which came back. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that project, boys, because um, I know on the Dojo Verse that uh, for a good month there, that was sort of the talk of the Dojo Verse. So, uh, talk a little bit about the trilogy and it coming back. So, I am uh, I'm currently smoking a trilogy exotic Maduro. Uh, just lit it up. So <clears throat> for those that, that don't know about Trilogy, uh, this was a brand that came out in, I think, about 2002, 2003. And my, our father was trying to create something unique, something different. And he went to Home Depot with this idea of <clears throat> creating a triangle press cigar and asked about this saw that cuts on angles. 
and the guy at Home Depot helped him out, gave him the angles that he wanted, and he created, you know, his uh, uh, he created a mold and put a cigar in there, and it worked, and he came out with with Trilogy, uh, the first triangle press cigar. So it comes in three wrappers: uh, the exotic Maduro, the native Cameroon, and, and the authentic Corojo. Uh, and I think it was discontinued. Alec, maybe you can help me out in 2008, 9, 10, maybe? 2007 or 8, yeah. Somewhere okay. around there. All right, I'm off a little bit. Um, but it, it's, a, it's a cigar that I, n- I never really had. Um, here at Alec Bradley, apparently no one holds on to anything. Uh, I know I, I don't either. Um, so I only got to have some because either Alec found some boxes or someone gifted us some. And so I've only had a couple cigars, but everyone had been pushing our father to re-release Trilogy again. And after someone that we're all friends with that maybe owns a, uh, a company called Smoke In had, <laughs> had, had pushed them a little bit on his, on his show, um, he agreed to it. And uh, so they, uh, Smoke In got an exclusive Robusto sampler, and we have just released um, the, the Toro. And in uh, each wrapper, and I actually have the box right here for those to see, uh, which looks like a looks like a mold. Oh, that's uh, so cool! My my favorite boxes that we've ever worked on, and it has the triangle press. Oh, wow. in it. And my favorite part of this is that these little pieces come out in the front and the back, and this closes, and it looks like a cigar mold. <laughs> and you can see you can see the cigars through it. That's my absolute favorite part uh, about this box, and I love it so much. Um, so I get really, really excited about this uh, this packaging. So the, the packaging didn't used to look like that. That's that's for the new run. Correct. the The old boxes came in a very like the colors. So like this orange for the for the Maduro and the the bright green, the bright red. They covered the entire box. Mm. Uh, they were paper wrap box. Yeah, they were paper wrap, and you wanted something that was going to be very bright. Uh, and you know, catch your eye in the humidor because most things are, are brown in the humidor. So we wanted something that was going to be very eye-catching. So we just went with paper wrap in these like very very bright colors. Now, there's one. Yeah, that. If you want to grab it? That is that? a cool release, man. I mean, I, I love that packaging. I love having the the mold like that. That's that is so cool. I got the. I have some sitting in my humidor that I've been wanting to smoke. The Cameroon one is the one that I'm sort of most excited about. Uh, how's that smoking? Oh, it's mo- why are you not smoking it right now? Because it's got to it's got to acclimate. I got to acclimate that it's sucker. Smoke one at a time. You know. I mean, uh, hey Bradley, the old trilogy box is on my desk if you want to grab it. I'll, uh, I'll grab you it. Don't have to. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, that that's a very very popular uh, re-release. I would assume you guys are getting uh, a lot of feedback on that bad boy because I know, like I said, on the dojo verse, like people were talking about straight for a good month and a half, just, you know, trying to get their hands on that thing. Yeah. It's, it's come out really, uh, really slow for us. Um, just because it came out towards the end of the year, obviously production is up right now. So we just can't get things as quick as we need them, but they've been trickling in. We've been sending boxes out. So they're, they're available. And if you can't find them, and if you're looking for them, please reach out to us. We can help you find someone that that's carrying them around you. All right, let's uh, let's get into this because um, a couple of years ago, it's, I can't believe it's, it's a couple of years ago. We we both have you, me, your father, you guys, 
we all have this favorite mineral water drink that uh, that I that I, I swear <laughs> I swear to you guys, Topo Chico never got popular until the dojo started really really pushing. That's it. what it was. It was, and now you can't even barely find freaking Topo Chico anywhere, and so we thought let's come up with a cigar that is sort of pays homage, parody law. <clears throat> uh, the, Look it up. The Dojo Chico that we released at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest with you guys this uh, summer. And this thing was a hit, man. First of all, it comes in a six. It came in a six pack. It, it doesn't. We do not sell this anymore. <laughs> Coca Cola. Coca Cola. If you're watching, if you're watching Coca Cola, we don't sell this anymore. It was a single release at the Dojo party just here in the studio. I think we sold like 200 of these six packs. Um, just at the dojo party. And then the next day at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, Jordan, they were just going like hotcakes. And so like this thing went super fast, boys. But at the same time, uh, Coca-Cola caught wind of this guy. <laughs> and... <laughs> and it's like the coolest thing ever. And they sent us a, uh, you yeah. know, a cease and desist. And, but I, you know what was really great about the cease and desist, boys? They had done so much research in their cease and desist. They had like quotes from me in the cease and desist, you know, <laughs> and it, and so then they yeah you know, they asked us right like don't sell this anymore. And so then and we were like yeah we we're not. It was a it was a thing. You know it was it was a one time shot. They're and, like we know that Sensei really likes the drink, <laughs> yeah. but you know. And and your your yeah, your, do your dad your dad um, sent them a really cool letter and kind of smoothed things over. But that was a wild. Uh, that was a wild couple of months, huh, boys? Yeah, oh, I, I gotta say, that was the highlight of my career. So far. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll explain why. One, the the email was addressed to Eric, Bradley, and myself, I believe. So our, my dad was not even involved in the email, correct? And number two, we did something so cool that a company like Coca Cola took notice to it. Yeah, baby. So I mean. Oh, yeah, we're framing that cease and desist in the dojo <laughs> studios. I want to just blow it up yeah. as big as I can because they had done so much research. They had, like, pictures of the pro their product. They had pictures of our product. I know. And then <laughs> – so then you're – so just to finish this story, that your dad sends this great letter, which was awesome, and he kind of, like, went through it all. And they were like, okay, that's great. Um, yeah, Everything's cool, blah, blah, blah. But, Eric, uh, we need an, also a message from you. Uh, not just uh, not just the Alec and Bradley boys. We need a message from you as well. So I sent my message back, and I said, I said something to the effect of, "Okay, we will stop selling this cigar as long as you guys continue to make that tasty, tasty mineral <laughs> water." <laughs> and they, and they really? yeah, and they and they sent me back kind of this funny, like kind of laughing, like, "Okay, we're gonna do our best," you know. And that was like right before the the great. Uh, Topo Chico shortage of 2021. So uh, yeah. that that was a blast. And by the way, cigar was super affordable, and it's really really good cigar. That came out. It, it, it was such a fun project, but not just the fact that it was fun. The cigar itself was really good. Yeah, that that was definitely one of the most fun projects because not only was it a fun cigar, but there was so much fun around it. We got to to do the dojo party where we sold so many and like there was i think maybe like 50 people there so the fact that we sold 200 to me was like was crazy because that was the first time uh, i got to go to the studio and and be in your guys's 
you know, home home court and see what you guys do. And then doing Rocky Mountain. And I had manufacturers like uh, uh, like Jack Tarango from Espinosa and other people coming up. And like, hey, are you guys are you guys worried about the C and D? And I'm like, well, not if we not if we sell out like here. I'm not worried about it. And we actually didn't sell out. And then the rest went on their website uh, about a week later. And I think they sold out in like an hour or so. And then after that, I was able to like be like, all right, cool, we're good, we're good. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's over now, was, baby. Well, the funny thing to me, the best time, like it was crazy. The funny thing to me is when we got it, I like cheered. I was so excited. And Bradley was like, no, this is horrible. Like, why? The the cigar is gone. The cigar, the cigar is gone. So like, there's nothing to come after here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right, boys. uh, We are going to take a trip down memory lane uh, because it's our 10 year anniversary. So we're going to, have a little bit of fun with uh, talking about uh, where we've all been in the last 10 years. Uh, but before we do that, it's time for a commercial break because this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. This year, actually, that's last year. I need to get them to write me a new uh, <laughs> Last thing. year. Last they, year, JR celebrated their 50th anniversary, and they celebrated all year long with amazing promotions, sweepstakes, and several limited-run projects with some of their favorite manufacturers. But you can still join JR in celebrating 50, now 51, years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. This is episode 317, Jordan, of Smoke Night I, Live. I think we're catching up on them. Yeah, you know we're doing our ten. I don't know if is that how, is yes. that how math works. That is how we're math catch, works. We're catching up. We'll eventually, get... we'll catch up. Um, I told Bradley he's almost as old as me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah eventually you just you start to catch He'll up. He'll pass you. Uh, all right, boys. Uh, before we get into our sort of weekly top three and stuff, we're gonna really quick talk a little bit about the Avalanche versus the Panthers yeah, in hockey. Just devastating for you guys. No, no, it's not because right oh, now, yeah, right now, these are the two of the hottest teams in hockey. We're young. We're fast. On October, both of us. On October thirteenth, Bradley, uh-huh. your Panthers beat the Avs four to two in Florida, in Miami. But then on December twelfth, the Avs came back and beat you guys three to two. So what I'm hoping, Bradley, is that there will be a meeting in the Stanley oh, Cup Finals. We've, we've done this before. We know how this goes. And Bradley, what if that happens? If yeah. that were to happen. Uh-huh. What could we possibly wager between Jordan and myself and you and Alec? I mean, it would have to be it would have to be pretty pretty freaking big. Like if that happens, <laughs> we're we're gonna come up with something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you have any ideas, but audience, gonna... audience, maybe yeah. come on. I, I don't I don't have anything specific, but the easy thing is let's go into the vault. I know you guys got stuff stashed away. Oh yeah, there's any of Gojo releases that I've yet to try. And I know you guys have OG OG stuff, so we'll do some some really yes. I think age stuff against your age all stuff. Right. I like that. I'll throw it all. I'll okay. throw it all down because I put a future the Panthers in Vegas to win the Stanley Cup this year. Did you? Oh so, wow! Yeah, and I did it when we were and uh, we were number one in the standings, so I have the worst possible odds. <laughs> that I, I, but that's, that still has got to be pretty good odds betting that early, right? Yeah. I, no, 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 no. For Stanley Cup, I, I put 100 to win 850. 
mm-hmm. which I think for Stanley Cup odds for a team that's never been, or sorry, never won a Stanley Cup, it can't be good odds. I, I can't sure. be. Do you got? You guys still throw rats sure under the ice? <laughs> oh yeah. That's still oh thing? yeah. I got. I got. I got my rat at home. I got my <laughs> rat at home. Now, now, Alec, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember Alec, but there was a time when the Avs and the Panthers did face off in the Stanley Cup, and I don't, I don't know if you remember I don't, what I don't happened. I don't watch hockey, honestly, so, <laughs> so this doesn't this doesn't affect me whatsoever. But um, but Jordan, I'll I'll make a bet with you. A, a bottle of bourbon from your closet stock. Ooh. Oh, that's versus that's, a bottle of bourbon from my closet stock. Ouch. These are high stakes. That's, we're talking like yeah, big stakes yeah, there. Let's do it. Oh man. Okay. okay. Tell you guys what to ask for. <laughs> that's exactly what to ask for. Okay. Uh, well, I know that that Jordan's got some um, some wax wax top willets in there. I guess yeah. some good stuff. Yeah. This could be devastating. Uh, that could be. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get on to our weekly top three, Jordan. Weekly top three. <laughs> weekly top three. We need to get an actual, we need to get an actual soundbite. I like it raw. Yeah. So tonight's <laughs> weekly top three, since we're doing uh, the 10-year anniversary of the dojo, uh, we're going to ask both Alec and Bradley their top three most important things that they've learned in the last 10 years. So we'll start with um, we'll start with Alex since he's the older, the older one. Uh, Alec, in the last ten years, what would you say the three most important lessons you've learned in these past ten years has been? Lessons, okay. I would just kind of say the most. I thought you were just saying the most important things when I when ah, I planned this out. That's fine. Because you realize that's fine the too. last ten years is me going from nineteen to twenty nine. <laughs> like that, that's a, that's. That's a crazy. That's a crazy period in life. Right? It is. It is. So I mean, I would say like number one is learning how to be an adult mm. over the last ten years, right? I'm still um, working on that. 19, Alec. Yeah, right. But nineteen, you're still a child. I mean, you're still a child, right? Um, Twenty nine is a different, a little bit of a different story. So learning how to how to become a, over the last ten years is really really one lesson that you learn the hard way. Right. Um, Number two, how to operate and run and become part of family business. I would say is number two. Yeah, that, that's that's you know not, what? Not easy. Do you? I'm just gonna ask, stop you there for a second. What do you yeah. think? Do you think that that is more difficult or less difficult than not being part of a family business? What are your thoughts on the difference between being part of a family business? I mean, I know that's kind of all you know, but uh, how? What would you assume would be more difficult, like uh, finding your way in a company that was not part of the family, or finding your way? Because there's probably pros and cons to both of those things, right? Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. There's definitely pros and cons. I mean, in some ways, I had the advantage of coming up in family business and being able to find my own way versus being in a job that. Um, you know, you're told what to do every single day. You have a job. You have to get that one job done. Um, we kind of have the ability to find our way to see where we fit. So in that way, it's definitely an advantage. But navigating family at work is very difficult. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. What about number three? What would you think number three would be? Number three, uh, I think the number, like three is a big one. Maybe not as big as the two of those, but um, the value of relationships. Hmm. 
over the last 10 years, the people I've met, the relationships I've built, I think is one of the most valuable things. And one of the lessons I had to learn the most is what the value of a relationship is and being able to trust people and work with people and have these great relationships with people in this industry or at, you know, home or friends or whatever it is. I think relationships are the most important thing. Very good. Uh, Bradley, what about you? What are your top three uh, biggest things you've learned over the last 10 years? Okay. Uh, well, the first thing is, is very easy. And first thing I thought of is that facial hair will make you better looking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, you know, if you are thinking, I beg to differ. If you were thinking about it, do it because it definitely helps. And I, I know from, from firsthand experience, my beard was a life just changed my life. It was so good. And I've now moved on to the <laughs> obvious, very significant mustache that everyone likes to talk about. And it has done wonders. I for just me, hate so. when I see somebody that can grow a beard or a mustache and they just waste it. They shave it. Like, I can't. And, like, I, you know, like, I'd give anything to have a beard or a mustache like that. And they're just but, wasting sorry. it away, shaving it off. It sorry. works. Alec, probably. It works. <laughs> do it. If you think about it, do it. It'll change your life. Uh, number two would be, um, you know, something, it's kind of a, a two-parter. Uh, the first part is, is that, um, is really just to listen. Like instead of being always one that's the, the person that's talking, listening will do so much for you. It's, it's been one of the biggest things for me since joining Alec Bradley is that you're going to learn so much from listening. But the second part of it is speaking up when it's the right time and when, if you're if you're arguing your point or I don't want to say arguing your point, but trying to give reasons for your point instead of being quiet and listening, speaking up for, um, you know, what you believe in and backing it up with with detail and facts and support for your reasoning. Um, and especially being, you know, the, the youngest person in, in Alec Bradley, it does come with its challenges of of, of just less experience. But I do think that being younger does does bode well for me and that you know I feel like I do have a different perspective so I think that um, has helped me in trying to to talk about what it is that I'm trying to uh, the point that I'm trying to get across basically not wait wait uh, what were you saying I wasn't paying attention no. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, 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 I have to I want to say there's a difference between trying to get your point across and being burned, number one. <laughs> number two, you are no longer the youngest person to Alec Bradley. Oh. I, I, okay. One, I didn't up, interrupt you during your top three. <laughs> I didn't interrupt. You were done. Get, no, that's my number two. I still have a number three. All right. What's okay. your number three? My oh, number sorry, three sorry. is that the Miami Dolphins will never be good. And I should stop getting my hopes up every single year. And Tua is not the answer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. See, mine was so much deeper. Yours was like uh, mustache related. See, that's, it. that's the thing is that you don't think that my top three was deep, but it is. If you know how much I care about the Dolphins, <laughs> you know that's deep. And the... That the mustache, I know you do. I just don't understand why. A mustache is about my physical appearance, which cares a lot, which matters a lot to me. So it is very. That's deep. your identity. Now, when was the last time you two guys, you guys, like scrapped? You know, like as brothers, like actually, like kind of like had yeah, a little, had a little physical altercation. No, physical, no, physical. It's been probably, you know, if we're doing ten years, probably at least ten years. All right. Yeah, minimum. 
But I'm willing to go tomorrow, Brad. Seriously. <laughs> Any day. Dude, you get fucking dropped. <laughs> I swear to God. Can we? Let, oh, I might have to throw up a poll. Can we? Yeah, let's throw oh, up a yeah, poll. Okay. Uh, who, who, what, who the audience thinks would win a, a full-on cage match? Cage match. A cage match between, Give me a second here. between the brothers. Because that, you know, like, that's one of those things. Like, I remember me and my brother was five years older than me. But, man, we would get into some... And he would kill me because he was so much older than me. But uh, but then, like, sports-wise, like, if we played ping pong or, or tennis or something, I could destroy my brother. Like, I could just kill him. But physically, he was much bigger and stronger <laughs> than I was. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't stand a chance. But I'd like to see what the audience thinks between Alec and Brad. What do you think, Jordan? Who How how would that go down? I feel Oof. like, I, you know, like... Uh, this is, that's a cl- close one. I, I don't know. know. I, I sort of feel like Alec's got the, the older brother strength. I, I I'm sorry, Bradley, but I I kind of feel like like sure. Alec Alec would get get you maybe in a headlock and maybe kind of give you a couple of these. What do you think, Alec? Oh no! I mean, hands down, I would kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I would tire him out. I would I would I would rope and dope him. I would be oh, around. I like that strategy. Oh yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't be going right at it. I, I would have some strategy and at least tire. Him I out. would just stand there. I would just stand there and wait for you to try to come at me. So there's no tiring me out. <laughs> okay, all right, we're live. It's we're live now. Happen. All right, let's see what we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see what the audience minutes, thinks. Five, ten and then in the meantime, guys, it's been ten years since the dojo started. And think about this: in 2012, can you two remember the things you were doing? So that year, the Miami Heat. This is topical for you boys. The Miami Heat won the NBA championship. That was LeBron James' first ever title. Uh, there was the London Olympics. Michael Phelps became the uh, most decorated athlete in Olympic history. Uh, there was Gangnam Style. What was that, Jordan? The PSY? What was that? Oh, Gangnam yeah. Style. That was 10 years ago. One. The Dark Knight Rises. That movie came out in 2012. What? Can you guys remember what you were doing in 2012? Yeah, I was sitting on a camp- college campus watching Gangnam Style on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bradley? What were you doing in 2012? 2012, I was in high school and I had a lot of acne. And <laughs> I, I was probably just drinking beer for the first time, even though I didn't really like it that much. Uh, you got to go through that phase. You just got to yeah. power through it, you know. Yeah, you go through that phase and you're like, yeah, I'm like, I'm drinking beer. And you're like, ah, it's really not for me. But then at some point it did kind of like click and I'm like, oh, I do kind of like beer. And then I started to try some more stuff. And you can never define that moment. It's like all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I just do this for real now. This is good. (laughs) Like, this is actually good. I'm not just doing it to do. And then the beer explodes in your office. It's a a whole thing. Yeah, I had a a beer explode in our office the other day. All right, now we got some pictures of uh, we got some pictures of us, Jordan and Alec and Bradley, um, from back in 2012. So let's take a little trip down memory lane and see what we were all doing in 2012. All right, Britt, Jordan, bring the first one up. All right, now guys, this is this is the second ever uh, cigar barbecue. <laughs> now, if you notice, Matt, you're in this picture, Matt, but you're like There's hiding. Back you're there. hiding behind Jordan, kind I'm, of. I'm in the orange. Now Ooh, people I have hair. People Good hair, lots of hair. People will say, like, I thought you guys, well, how could this be the second? <laughs> how could this be the second if this was 2000? We did a cigar barbecue before there was ever a dojo. That's why this this uh, particular one is. Look at how Sensei's hair is, like, 
barely even gray. I know. Uh, look at that. I, I, I'm just squatting down there like a stud. All right, go to the next one. What do we got? Jordan has the same stash. Yeah. He has the same look. He looks the has, same. Hasn't gotten any better. Haven't aged. All right, what do we got? All right, no, this is here we go. This Here's the boys. <laughs> you can't even tell you guys apart back then. I know. Look at that. I know. <laughs> who do we got? Who do we got there? So that that's me on the left. That's our, our grandfather uh, who passed away a few years ago in the middle, and Alec is on the right. And for those that, that don't know, um, our grandfather used to work here for mm. forever. And so when I started working, uh, and well, I guess when both of us started working, uh, he was always there. And he would be the first person in the office. And if you were like five or ten minutes late, uh, he would make a point to tell you. He'd be like, like uh, he would say like, uh, like good. Like, he'd be like, uh, uh, good yeah. afternoon. He'd be like, good afternoon. And we're like, Poppy, it's 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 nine thirty-five. And he's like, uh, good afternoon. And uh, so he worked here for years. Um, and for those that haven't tried it or haven't smoked it or, or have, uh, if you have tried our 2019 Fine and Rare, the uh, the HOF. Uh, 506 you will see an old picture of our grandfather uh, on that cigar it's personally one of my favorite cigars we've ever made i think it's the best fine and rare ever to be produced um so if you have one or you see one i highly highly recommend That's you try awesome. that one he looks like an amazing human yeah. he really does so thank you he was the best thank you for he sharing that with us that's awesome all right jordan what's uh, what do we got next now look at this this is jordan and me <laughs> You're like working. Why are, you, why are you taking a photo? Of this? this is this is here. We are inventing the cigar dojo. Like literally, this is a moment in in time that it can never be replicated. That's look at all that data. Yeah, look at the, just look at the data. Look at this. Oh, this is your Bezos picture. You look so scared, Aaron. I'm I'm just pushing pixels around and. All right, what's next? You, you guys, don't, you guys don't look like father and son in that picture. You look like two people taking a computer course for <laughs> yeah. the first time. So this yeah. is a this is a web browser. Except, <laughs> what is this thing? Except <laughs> Mac isn't one with like the the whole backside, but the colorful like yeah. see through thing on yes, the back. The original iMac. That, that would have been the cherry on top for that picture. Uh, Jordan, Jordan's the uh, the, the Apple. Bar genius, Eric's in his pajama pants. It's a whole, it's a whole vibe. Uh, yeah, you you noticed that, huh? The pajama pants. All right, are, there, are there pajama pants in there? Oh yeah, there are. Right, oh, I'm going, I'm going full pajama pants. Get out, get out. All right, what's what do we got? What else? Now, uh, now look at this. Yeah, this is outside of the. Look at this. This industry. is Jordan and Sarah on the on the right there. That's, that's my wife on the right. And the punk rock band. Oh my god. Look at that. What's the name of the band? Well, I don't know, cause we it was uh my cousin was like, I think he had been like four or five and he wanted like a punk rock show for his birthday so we like we rehearsed we we got five good songs and <laughs> you know we we played them <laughs> tell you what what was the best song that you played that day uh probably uh white stripes um seven nation army oh cool. wow that's pretty cool great song all great right song. what's next jordan right. now guys all right now we brought this picture Plaza up stock. we brought this picture up because look at this in 2012, this is what you could get at the liquor store. That was a single haul. That was a single haul. Bullshit. Yeah. That just wow. goes to show you the difference between 2012 and 2022. <laughs> it probably cost you less than a thousand dollars. Oh get. yeah, there's oh. the uh, the, the MSRP is 75 bucks a pop. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, all right, what's next? All right. 
Right, that's just <laughs> that that I think that's me smoking an apocalypse. So that's like well, the early early dojo days. I remember that day. Yeah, we were at uh, Devin's Pub. I think is that it on those ones. That's it on those ones. All right, so guys, uh, we're gonna go through these ones pretty quick, but we just want to show people the evolution of of the dojo real quick because a lot of people don't realize how much the dojo has changed over the years. So let's go through right, these, Jordan. Here's, here's a site. This is the it, original. This is pre dojo. Pre dojo site. QuickCigarReviews.com. Look at that. Like, <laughs> we're, th- this is the site that was before the dojo, <laughs> and it had a terrible name, QuickCigarReviews.com. That was fancy, though. Which we realized, and here it is again, but it's now... Little, it's updated a little bit. Now we're, we're announcing that we're moving on to the dojo. And then the very first dojo. This is it. This is the very, very first cigar dojo Oof. website. Now, some of that... Yeah, some of the images would have loaded, you know. Yeah, because I, I had to get this off of the Wayback Machine on... On the internet, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right, the internet, right? Go to the next one. So now it's starting to evolve a little bit. You got the. I think this is about the time that Abe's from Smokin noticed us, and he was like, "Wow, right, this right. is pretty cool." And then it kind of yeah, changed a, a little yeah. update there. Now go to the next one. Now here's here's where we started to really hit our our mark, ah. boys. You can you know we got an app. You can tell we got an app now. Yeah, up in the right there. Smokin. Yeah. Advertisement. Yeah, that was like our our first. Now it changed a bit. Kind of started started to evolve a little bit, and then uh, then it went to the look that's almost almost like we're at now, and then finally here we are at uh, 2022. But well, before we finish, we got some pictures of the app. Jordan, show the pictures right, of the app. Right. So we started with the here, here's the first app. Look at that. Look at how small those phones are, boys. They're, they're, they're like that's crazy. You, you can almost inhale them. What is that? Yeah. And then it and then it moved on to uh, to this look. Um, that's the early early uh, uh, dojo look. And then it started to get this a little bit more. This is where it started more, to get clean. It started to get a little more clean. Then we started to kind of know what we were doing. And now here at this point, this is the the point. Now go to the very next one, Jordan. The very next one. Now you'll notice this is where Apple told us we could not have the word cigar Just dojo anywhere in the app. Like the Apple Corporation called me and they like and. If Tim you, Cook is on the line. You're you're gonna get kicked off if you have the word cigar. So we removed cigar. We removed the lo- we moved the logo down so that you couldn't see the actual cigar in the guy's face. And now here we are with Dojoverse. But anyways, so that's crazy, right? Like to think of of, of the iterations. Well, we were the first social cigar app. App. We were yeah, literally. App, you know, as far as an app, it, there was it didn't exist. There was no Facebook groups nope. of any kind. They didn't even have Facebook groups back then. And man, we were rocking with that app. We loved that app. We would have loved to stay on that app, but um, well, I remember we, we couldn't. It was very early on, 2011 or 12 or whatever. And you were like, me and me and Matt were doing reviews at the time, and you were like, came to us, and you were like, I can give, we can give you guys X amount of money for a certain amount of reviews per month, or we can start an app. And we were like, <laughs> ah, let's do that. Let's, let's do start that. an app. <laughs> and then eventually, we got kicked out because times changed, boys. In the 10 years that we've been doing this, we went from having the freedom to, to make an app about premium cigars to where you could not have an app about premium cigars. That's crazy, right, boys? Um, especially when there's stuff like weed maps out there and yep. all this stuff where like, oh, this is where you go to buy your weed, but you can't have cigar in the name. Yeah. Right. Like, what is that? Yeah, it's got to be even across the board. And we, yeah. we, we, I remember we went to IPCPR it was one of the was one of the years we went to IPCPR, and we get there. It's Friday, 
and I get an email and it says it's from Apple. And it's like, you've been kicked off our platform because you feature cigars. And I was like, wait, what? Are you kidding me? And it, and I had this, luckily when we got back, I had this long phone call with Apple and I was like, man, I was like, I pay my mortgage with this and you guys are just going to kick me off just like that. And they said like, okay, you can keep the app, but you can't have the word cigar in it. So we went and changed everything. <laughs> and that lasted for about two years, huh, Jordan? Yeah. And then well, and at the, that point we were, we knew the writing we, was yeah, on the, the wall. Writing was on the wall. And so then eventually it became now the Dojoverse, which we don't care what Apple thinks or Google or YouTube or, or anybody else. But what a great, it's amazing to think how much can change in 10 years, even just sort of politically like gotta that. Adapt. You got to, you got to be able to adapt and hopefully in the next two, 10 years, um, we'll be flying in drones, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a, here's a question for you boys that we talk about in the studio all the time. How far off, Alec, and then I'll ask Bradley, <laughs> how far off do you imagine that it will be until flying cars are Drones. commonplace? Now, we're not, now, I know that there are flying cars right now, but how far off do you think it will be in the span of years? You could, you could order up an Uber. You could order up an Uber and a flying car shows up. In your mind, how far off do you think that that moment will be? I mean, I think, I think we're about 50 years away. 50? Honestly. Whoa! Wow! 50. That's a we long time. Have, yeah, I know because, I mean, it's, 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 it's not about the technology. The technology is here, right? Okay. It's about regulation. That's what I think is going to stop it. We have autonomous cars right now, and we're not allowed to use them, right? You can use so, a Tesla? Yeah, but it's only – I mean, you can't go take a nap in the back seat while it's driving. I mean, you can, but it's been proven <laughs> to be dangerous. <laughs> right. So you can't go take a nap in the back seat while it's driving. Fully autonomous driving is not even allowed yet, and we have fully autonomous cars. So even if we have the technology – for the blind the Uber to come pick us up, yeah, you, like I, I think it's going to be at least fifty years until the regulations deem it to be acceptable. All right, Bradley. All right, Brad. What Wait. do you think? When Alex said fifty, did you guys say, "Wow, that's a long time." Or that's well, a short that's time? for you to answer first. And I, then... okay. <laughs> I, I before he answered, I was like, I was somewhere between a hundred and two hundred. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that like. You're you're talking that it's it's very <laughs> common, like that it's just a, a part of our normal lives. Like that's gonna take a long while. Like you're talking. What are we, the Jetsons? Dude, it's that's obviously that's crazy. It's, <laughs> I I remember I asked my wife this question a few years ago, uh, and she was like, "No, no." I asked her when will there be self-driving cars, and she was like, a thousand years." And I was like, "There's already <laughs> self-driving cars, pretty much." <laughs> yeah, but but not like. Like, uh, like you guys said, like yeah, there are flying cars, but you're talking like as common as a normal car. So like, you you got to be putting you know car companies out of business possibly, depending on who's making them, and that's going to be a tough battle. So I don't think it's we're I don't think we're going to see it in our, our lifetimes that Whoa. people that it's so guys, that they're flying. I'll cars. say I'll I say think uh, I, I think I smell another bat. Another <laughs> bat. Yeah. This, Some, somebody somebody mark this show because we're going to come back to it. This one's got to be a lot of pappies for this one. Uh, I'll say I'll say yeah. it's, it's it's ten years. Uh, we're not talking about cars completely. Ten? Yeah, ten years. It's not going to be fully like you never drive oh. your car again. There'll be cars and 
drones at the same time. You would use the drone if you were going downtown or, you know, maybe an hour or hour. No, you say commonplace. As common as an Uber. Yeah, it's, yeah, you wouldn't, and I would order an Uber. I would order a car Uber if I was going five minutes away, and I would order an air and Uber. And it would have cost more than $100. I don't know. For that, for that yep. trip. I mean, yeah, it, it yeah. must be cheaper than that because um, it's commonplace, right? Yeah, I think so. Jordan, the yeah. fact that you think that there's going to be that many flying cars before the Dolphins win a Super Bowl. <laughs> they'll, they'll be every, everything will happen before that. Like, the craziest thing that you've ever said. Jordan. Like, name, <laughs> name anything. That's going to happen gonna before be, that. Dolphins win the Super Bowl. Flying car Ubers before the Dolphins win a Super Bowl is not. I think that's the sanest thing I've ever said. Oh, oh man, that's harsh. <laughs> you know what? I think it's pretty sane also. Yeah. All right, Jordan, let's let's find out what the studio thought. Um, who, oh, who, right, would, right. who would win a scrap? Not the studio. The, uh, the uh... studio audience. Isn't that studio audience? I mean the actual audience. Right. Sorry. Who would win a scrap? Um, what, how did that voting come out? Jordan? It was just doing this. But we ended up with Alex going to win 54%. Fifty-four percent. Wow, that's close. It's close, yeah. That that's wow. That's way closer than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> he, he older brother. There I is, thought it was eighty twenty. There for is sure. there's older brother strength. Yeah. He is taller than me. I, I, I he's probably got the reach on me too. I'll I understand why they think that he would win uh, in terms of like just you know numbers to numbers, but they don't they don't know you know that I play dirty. You got, so you got I'll, some I'll secrets. Yeah, but I do. I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. <laughs> How many people voted? I mean, come on, this is bullshit. This is, uh, we have a pretty good uh, amount, I think. Um, before we let you boys go, uh, well, let's talk about uh, the 2022 year for you guys. Um, what's coming up in 2022 for either A, Alec Bradley, or Alec and Bradley? What can we look forward to? Well, something that technically hasn't been announced, but always it, it usually comes uh, by this time, would be a product that is named Fine and Rare. Um, it usually lands in November or December uh, due to production issues and so on. Um, it, you know, it hasn't come yet, but it is coming soon. So I can't talk too much about it. Okay. Uh, Every year, it's always it's always very special to us. Uh, for those that don't know, um, twenty five hundred boxes every year, ten count box, um, always a different blend, always a different size with ten different tobaccos in it. Only rolled by two people at the factory. Uh, that comes out of Rice's Cubanas, uh, our Honduran factory, every single year. Um, so it will be coming soon, but details are classified. Ooh, I like that, uh, Alec. What about for you two? Anything uh, we can glean in 2022 for the, so, the two of you boys i think right now bradley and i are extremely focused on coming out with some new alec bradley products versus alec and bradley so we might sneak an alec and bradley product in there but right now i think you're going to expect in 2022 at least two more alec bradley products that we're both working on now i know for a fact that uh urodashi our leap day cigar leap year leap oh, day we got plans boys uh Coming up. How far off are we? Let's see. That was how many years till another years one? Ago? That was Two 2019, I'm pretty sure. Right. We got yeah. plans for that, right, Bradley? Oh, we got plans. Yeah. And the cool thing, Bradley, will be is hopefully guys and gals that bought that. Oh, so that's next year. Saved. Is it next year? 
No. Oh, can't no, be next year. No. Yes, next year, isn't it? Oh, I guess, yeah. Sorry. Isn't it? Yeah. 20, 2023. 2023? Yeah, now, what we're hoping that this has sort of been the plan all along is that people kept and maybe aged some of their original. Now, I saw one of the uh, no. commenters, I can't remember who it was, commented during this show that they were smoking their last one. And I was like, no! <laughs> oh. That's all right. That's it's all right. right. It's all right. Good for him. Yeah, good for them. But um, what we want to do, Bradley, with that particular cigar is uh, every time maybe um, tweak it just enough, just a little bit. But we love that blend. Like, that was such a good cigar. Oh, no, no. 2024, guys. 2024. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds more right. Yeah, so it won't, okay, be, it won't be next Couple years. year, but the year after that. Or, yeah. Can we do like a half leap year then? Because <laughs> I, I need that cigar in my life. Yeah. So, but, but Bradley, we want to uh, make it to where each one is a little bit unique, but not totally different because that blend was such a good blend. But it'll be fun to, you know, have a, a different iteration each time. And then also not only have a slightly different blend, but see how the ones from, you know, four years before aged. Yeah. I think that's going to be the most fun part is just to see how, you know, every four, we get to do this hopefully every four years and just to see how old ones age and how we can tweak it, maybe a different size. Like that's all the fun of, of especially this product is that we get to make it interesting each time. But I think we all agree because that original blend is so good. We don't really want to vary too far no, off no. Yeah. That, from that flavor and that profile. Cause it was, it's it's so good that when I came for Rocky Mountain and for the, the Dojo Chico release, I was talking about how I don't have anymore, and I was gifted an Urodoshi, and I was like, I'm smoking this right now, and it was <laughs> killer. I love that blend. Yeah, that is that, is, that, we, that came out perfectly. When did we launch that cigar? What month was it? Well, that was February of... Uh... <laughs> Coop says uh, cigars age that, over time. That, that, Just saying. That, <laughs> that, I think that's the point, right? I, I, wanted, I wanted to see what was answered. I, I swear to God, I did not think Alec was joking on that for a second. I was like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> no, I, I know. It is. I know. It, so the funny thing is, I, like, I smoked all of mine. And I was told that we were going to have a coming in just for us to smoke within the off. That never happened. <laughs> so I smoked them thinking, oh, I was going to get like another 10. No, that never happened. <laughs> well, I gotta, well, you got to buy some, man. I, I, got, I got a few, and I might be able to share with you on that special occasion when the next, when the next leap, leap day comes around a couple years from now. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out. Hey, boys, uh, can't thank both of you guys enough for taking the time on a Friday night to join us on this uh, first episode of 2022 of Smoke Night Live, man. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for having us. Always a pleasure yeah. to, to be on the dojo with you guys on your 10th year first show. Uh, congratulations again, guys, and, and thank you for having us. Seriously, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, what he said. All right. <laughs> no, thank you, guys. Really, really, really wow. appreciate it. It was Good a job. great time. It was great it was great to see you again. Congratulations. No, I appreciate Thanks, that. Boys. All right, don't go away, guys. I want to talk to you for a little bit after the show. But uh, Wednesday, Flavor Odyssey returns with Robbie and Randy. Uh, this uh, Wednesday, it's a wild card episode. And the wild card episode is, to celebrate the new year, champagne. What is a good cigar pairing 
with champagne. That is a bit of a tricky pairing. So uh, go out and get a bottle of uh, champagne. I recommend, if you can, if you got a little extra money, to get the actual champagne that's made in Champagne, France. Uh, it, champagne. It, is, it does seem to me to be better than just your typical, like, Andre or whatever. Um, so get some champagne or whatever you can get, but uh, see if you can come up with... Jordan, do you have any idea of what you're going to pair with that night? No. No, me neither. i got to think about that one for a while. That's going to be a little tricky. And then a week from tonight, guys, this is it. It's Cigar of the Year. We will be announcing oh. the Cigar of the Year on this show a week from tonight. Our biggest show of the year by far... So that'll be a blast. So uh, tune in. Uh, starting on Monday, we'll be start announcing the winners, and then we'll announce the rest of the final winners live. It's what we've done ever since I think we started pretty much, announcing the winners live uh, on Friday a week from tonight. That'll be a blast. Get on the dojo verse tonight. Check into the uh, cigars you're smoking. Hopefully you have a uh, Alec Bradley coil because I think – I just smoked one. I think I'm going to just go back-to-back, back, Jordan. Ooh. I'm going to go back-to-back. Back. I'm going to fire up another one. Light the next one with I'm, your last one. I'm going to light. I'm gonna chain smoke a coil because this is one of my all-time favorite cigars. So amazing. But share what you're smoking. Share what you're drinking. Uh, do a little hashtag now playing if you're listening to some cool music. We want to see that all on the Dojoverse. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next Friday night. Is it fast? Oh, it's fast. What about the options? What about the options? It's got all the options. But, like, what about price? It's got to be expensive. Not expensive at all, man. JR's got the greatest deals on cigars and accessories. Check it out. Oh, wow. Look at these. Oh, look at that deal. That's a good price. What are you guys doing with my car? Your car? I thought this was your car. I thought it was your car. Why would it be my car? I don't know. It's not again. We'll get out, but I'm taking this with a JR on the go. No matter whose car you're in, JR Cigar is there for you.